0: Recording from the Ethel Studios. This is craigie Two Crunk, and you listen to the Talking Small podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go
1: to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have some beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, "You talk about you
0: big butthole blast, probably That's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the ratings.
1: Soups only, dude? Oh, if we're talking, like, broccoli cheddar soup, dude.
0: Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters.
1: I'm in love with the stripper.
0: Oh, Grandma, it's when guys send Danielle dick pics. So, I was younger than her when I was beaten off to (laughs) Hashtag staff story beat all.
1: Thank you for joining us on another episode of the... Talking Small Podcast. This episode features my sister, who gets on to talk about me getting drunk at a wedding, how to date her on Twitter, and we do touch on some of the more pressing issues of today's society. We definitely appreciate all the views, and this is why we do it. Uh, Milos, play us in with some beats. Welcome, Back to the podcast, the one, the only Danielle. What's up, Danielle?
0: Hear ye, hear ye. What is up?
1: Um, I, I, I had a, a couple of complaints about uh, things I've seen from uh, some some of the viewers of the podcast, and they're very disappointed you went private with your uh, with your Twitter lately. They, they, they just, they want more, more content.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm currently involved in trying to get a job and, you know, I think the employers don't want content. So do you,
1: do you think that, um, the employers actually go and look at all your social media and things like that? Or is that um, just something you're doing? I was told
0: doing? in college that they do. I think it's a scare tactic, but maybe.
1: Have you have you ever known somebody to, like, uh, get in trouble or maybe not get a job or just hear some feedback about their, uh, I'm going to go with their, like, social media presence?
0: Uh, definitely Facebook and Instagram. Like, I had a friend who, I guess he had, like, a bunch of, like, joints and and some like weed paraphernalia like all rolled up in like in pictures on his instagram and uh they drug tested him to hire him but then later they saw i guess that and uh they let him go because it it made the company look bad they said
1: so even even if you don't like did he have a bunch of stuff on there like representing the company or he was just they just found it
0: um, I just think, I think it, it, like his Instagram was connected to his Facebook, which was connected to his LinkedIn and that it was just like a transitional, uh, like they, they went from one to find the other, to find the other. But I mean, he didn't really fight it. Like I bet you, you know, if you're, if you're already hired, I, you know, maybe there's some sort of legal, uh, conflict there you know if they can just let you go if you've already been drug tested but i'm pretty sure he was using like fake urine and stuff so
1: oh okay so he kind of deserved he it. was
0: clean yeah yeah i mean it was recent pictures that had the joints it wasn't like a picture from two years ago on instagram
1: okay um What do you think that'd be like a violation of like social rights and things like that? Uh, as far as like, is that something you think your company could do or if you owned a company, would you be on that?
0: I mean, I would probably be nosy and try to, you know, just like when you do a background check, look into, you know, what comes up when you search someone's name and, if their instagram does or if their twitter does and you you know read some things a lot of people will will like put in their twitter header like header like all views reflected or my opinions like this isn't like just basically taking responsibility for all of it which is in a way like a company will say okay this is just their views and it doesn't reflect our company you know like i feel like there's a loophole somewhere and my first and last name isn't on my Twitter, but it, it at one point was like years ago. So I think it's still traceable. Like, I think you could, I don't know. I've been contemplating uh, just making an anonymous account and then, you know, I can post whatever I want because then no one will know it was me.
1: But, but then you would lose your, and I don't want to shortchange you, 2,436 followers in my close?
0: Uh, yeah, it's somewhere in that ballpark.
1: I did feel. But
0: I- if I privately messaged, if I privately messaged a lot of those people and told them, "Hey, like this is my situation I'm in, and now this is gonna be my new page, but I still want to interact," and I'll, I'll like tweet about, you know, relatively the same stuff. I just couldn't tweet a bunch of selfies, you know.
1: Well, I think that would lose a lot of followers don't don't most of the I mean your demographic is you know men right
0: I think that's a good portion of it but I don't think that's all of it I'm
1: not saying I'm not saying that you're using your sexuality for uh, Twitter followers all, all I'm saying is if you not. No, But Nabla definitely said that.
0: Nabla said I wasn't utilizing it. He said I wasn't utilizing it even as like that I'm using it, but I'm not even doing a good job at it, which, which, you know, that hurts because what's Alex's online brand, you know, like, what is that?
1: He's really big into the Snapchat game right now.
0: Yeah, you are too. You were Snapchatting the whole move.
1: No, I didn't Snapchat the whole move. I just did that one selfie stick. I didn't even have Snapchat at that point.
0: Oh, you were Snapchatting at the wedding?
1: Yeah, uh, no, uh-uh. Actually, I, I just started with the Snapchat kind of thing. But you can follow Knobloch oh, okay. on Snapchat at AKN0B. He uh He just got on Snapchat. Very active. He went to a a wrestling event in the river center of Baton Rouge last weekend, a lot of stuff. You get some really, really good content there, or you can follow me at talking small pod on Snapchat. Now, I don't know if Danielle, you, are you big into Snapchat?
0: Um, I use Snapchat. Most of my Snapchat is like my kitten and like food.
1: So do you and, want,
0: you know, really boring things, but, uh,
1: there's a lot of people that enjoy I mean, yes, kittens and food.
0: Okay, well, if anyone is interested and a kittens and a blonde girl and food um, and probably the occasional sunset and, like, really white girl drunk night, uh, you can follow me on Snapchat at Dan Bleasy, DanBleezy, D-A-N-B-L-E-E-Z-Y.
1: That's DanBleezy followed... Follow Dan Bleasy on Snapchat for white girl, drunk, wasted moments, sunsets, kittens, and food.
0: It sells itself. It sells itself.
1: Yeah. That's a lot better than mine. Mine was just a bunch of drunken guy moments. So, uh, that, that doesn't work out so well. And, uh, speaking of that, do you
0: snap the pod while you record the pod?
1: No, not, not normally. We, we did a couple of those when, uh, Craig fell asleep on one of the pods lately, but it typically, no, it's kind of tough to get a good snap and people don't want to see you just looking into a mic. Um, one of, one of the things that I did feel bad about is, you know, we went to my cousin's wedding a couple weeks back and Mom has been giving me a hard time, saying that I I don't treat you like a grown up all the time. So one, I'm going to apologize for that. I'm going to try to treat you more like an adult. Evidently, I'm a, a little bit of an asshole, but I, in my defense, I'm an asshole to pretty much everybody. So I'm um, going to try to work on that. But one mm-hmm. of the one of the things that uh, that you posted on your Twitter after after the fact was that I shortchanged your Twitter follows. Oh no. And no. And I, I thought I said that you didn't even earn them or what was it? What what did you say? Cause I felt bad when I read that. Cause I don't remember saying it.
0: Okay. So you were drunk at the wedding and I don't, you of course brought up Twitter. I, I would never bring up my Twitter page at a family function because I'm afraid someone goes, Oh, what's your Twitter? And then a family member wants to follow me, which isn't who I want Following me. You
1: think this is so one of those Aunt Jay you, moments?
0: Wait, what?
1: I said, Do you think that's one of the, like the Aunt Jay moments? I don't want to say her full name, but
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And and even mom was like, Oh, you know, I could get Twitter, I could get on Twitter, and I was like, Absolutely not. Um <laughs> But yeah, basically uh Harley was was like we were talking with, with family and stuff and was like yeah, and, 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 and 25, no, yeah, I think you said, uh, 2,300 people follow her for no reason, and, uh, you know, just, but, but he said that last part really loudly, and, like, people were kind of looking, and, you know, I just kind of was like, oh, okay, like, shrugged it off, like, uh.
1: Yeah, I felt, but I felt I bad. I think it was a drunken. Yeah, I felt bad saying that, and, and when I read it, I didn't, I didn't fully get the context. I didn't know if I just said it and you said you were commenting I said it for no reason or I said that you had 2,400 followers for no reason, which is definitely an asshole thing to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially in a family thing because everyone's like, it's just, I don't talk about my Twitter followers with, you know, everyone ever. So, but you know, shit happens.
1: You, you never have gotten into an argument with like one of your friends and said, bitch, I have more Twitter follows or did something like that.
0: Um, no, I actually, it's kind of been the opposite. One time, uh, me and a friend were fighting and she was just like, you just spend so much time on Twitter. Like you just think you're so cool. And you like, if you put as much effort into Twitter and like your Twitter friendships as you did your real life friendships, then like, you know, maybe we'd all be a lot happier. And I was like, damn.
1: Yeah, that's harsh. <laughs>
0: like, didn't see that one coming. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. So I think people in real life, you know, if I meet someone on Twitter, like, if I know someone on Twitter and then I meet them in person, they're normally really cool about it. But, like, certain friends don't understand, don't understand, like, just the online brand and how you can be friends with people you've never met and, like, oh, the whole nine yards.
1: Well, I so one of the I know you, I don't know uh, at some point I think I remember seeing it on your Twitter. You met one of the guys I think he's from Canada, and uh, you met him in New Orleans or something like that on Bourbon Street or something. How how many how many of the like the internet yes. guys or not guys but your internet friends have you actually met in real life?
0: Um, a lot actually. Um, I don't think. That you really even know, but my most recent ex-boyfriend, the backstory of our relationship, we met on Twitter. Um,
1: I, th- I thought they thought your ex-boyfriend wasn't in his very into. S- well, that's fine. He's like Voldemort now. We'll just call him Voldemort. Um, so Voldemort, I thought, wasn't big into social media. and But this guy, he just got off of it after the fact. Or am I thinking that Voldemort's the wrong person?
0: Um. Well, well, he was into social into uh, social media to a certain extent, and then we got to know each other, and then he wasn't into me being into social media. So it was funny. It was like you kind of knew what you signed up for. I mean, you know, if if you follow me on Twitter and I get to know you through there, and then we hang out in person and then you, you like, I don't know, are super negative and, and don't support anything about Twitter. You know, it's kind of, it makes it seem like you're trying to change, you know, change me or change the brand or change just something I like to do for shits and giggles in my free time.
1: Okay. So how, how did, how do those meets normally? And I'm just interested in how are those meets normally come about? Are they like, uh, um,
0: well, they're always in public places. There's normally alcohol involved, and they're always in public places.
1: Do you have like um, a, a wing person I with you, a... like hiding in the background or something? Or
0: <laughs> no, I know what the person's gonna look like beforehand, so it's not like I'm it's not like a blind date. Or, like, I feel like meeting someone from Twitter is actually a lot easier than meeting someone from Tinder or like, okay, Cupid or like. Uh, those other like dating apps because they at least know like sides of your personality and you know, they have a sense of humor and like, you know, you already know that you have that in common. And I think that's easier than, than, you know, meeting someone and not knowing anything and like laying like boring ground foundation about small talk and yada, yada. Like, I think that's really boring. So,
1: so what, what I'm hearing is a big plus for the Twitter side is that the person's followed yeah. you and at least has liked your content. So that means that they're not coming in and not understanding your personality, whereas Tinder, you're just kind of swiping based on looks. You talk, maybe text a little bit, and then you try to, you know, meet up. Yes. How, how does the, um, I guess when you go to do the meet, do they send you like direct messages or something, or are they just kind of, y'all just, back and forth just with replies or they just all of a sudden say hey look i'm going to be in New Orleans," or uh i guess i'm just curious on that Um, end
0: it's any it's any it's any combination of that i'll tell you on snapchat and then you know snapchat once you like are sending like their videos back and forth or even messaging on there it just kind of feels like you know someone and you have an internet friend even when you don't So, I mean, but most of those times they've been like, oh, I'm going to be in New Orleans for business or for a trip. Or I have a friend actually from Pittsburgh who, you know, me and her have been friends on Twitter for years. And, you know, she's she's really funny and she's going to she just happens to be in New Orleans in a couple of weeks. And I might be around, but I might not. But she kind of hit me up and just said, hey, do you have like suggestions, recommendations for like places I should go, things I should check out? And then she's also like, if you're around, let's get a drink, you know, like, so I think it's just a casual progression of things.
1: Now, the guy, the guys on Twitter, do they ever send you dick pics?
0: Um, yes, but most of the time they do that through Snapchat and not like through Twitter DMs.
1: Oh, yeah, that that make, but make... they're
0: guys I met from Twitter, but they, they like, oh, do you, do you have a Snapchat? Add me. And then I guess either when they get drunk or lonely or they misread, you know, something or, you know, there's some sort of miscommunication and they think that that's the next step in the conversation.
1: Yeah. And we, we know your feelings from episode, uh, I think it's 11, very early in the podcast that you are not a fan of dick pics because that's like... Uh, <laughs> Would you say like an animal just bringing something dead to you? I forget what you actually, uh, you your,
0: yeah, it's like a dog bringing a dead bird or something. It was, it was some analogy like that. Like, uh, just, you know, like our, it's like our childhood dog that killed a pregnant possum and then was like super excited to show us. Um, I think if, uh, if, you know, if a woman asks for it or, you know, is, if you're like, Oh, I would send you a dick pic, but, I don't know if you'd like it. And she's like, Oh, I dare you to, or come on. You know, if she pushes for it, then I think that, that, you know, maybe she is interested in that and you can do that. But unsolicited dick pics are probably the worst part about having a smartphone and being a female.
1: Yeah. No one wants a a dick pic, especially
0: flaccid, ones. (laughs) especially flaccid ones.
1: So if someone's going to send you one, you want one that's rock hard.
0: Well, I just don't understand, I guess just women in nature, you know, I've never like lived with someone really like, I don't know what flaccid penises really look like and what their purpose is and what they do, you know, and I just think it's weird to, to take a picture and you have like a bush and a flaccid penis and you know, what, what is the proper response to that?
1: I don't know. I, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't know.
0: So for all of the listeners, send Harley a flaccid penis shot with some bush going on and, and let him come up with the right answer. You know, the right answer is
1: you're getting blocked. No, no unsolicited dick pics. Um,
0: not even once. No,
1: I don't. I, that's one thing I don't need to try. Uh, kind of, kind of know what dicks look like. Um, I may have one myself. Um, so, the, the wedding, that the cousin's wedding that we were at, Danielle, that I uh, clearly jumped, uh, got a little too drunk and talked about your Twitter follows. I don't remember yeah. that much of the wedding. I remember getting there because we ended up coming late. And um, we got there and I was a couple whiskeys in. I started pounding whiskey when I got there. And... I'm not sure how the night ended. So I don't know if you could fill in some of that for me.
0: Um, let's see you. Um, we, the, I didn't really associate with you at the beginning of the wedding. Cause you did come late and I was there early and whatnot. Um, but when I did see you, you were pounding drinks and, uh, you were playing with the baby. Our cousins, uh, like, Little baby son, Diesel. Um, you were dancing with it, playing with it. Yes, Diesel. Um, you and uh, and the misses were were dancing and playing with Diesel, taking pictures with Diesel. Um, and then as the night kind of like, because there was a band playing. Once they switched to DJ mode. Harley was on the stage shaking his ass with like a bunch of like little girls.
1: Wait, wait, hold on, hold Um, on, hold on.
0: Like younger cousins that were there, like really little girls. You weren't dancing with them, you were dancing next to them. You were sharing the stage next
1: to them. Yeah, you're making it sound like the band, which I I think DJs are better (laughs) to have at a wedding anyway. You're making it sound like the band got off of the stage and I immediately brought a bunch of like underage relatives up there and started grinding with them and I don't think that happened
0: I mean it was similar to that but no that wasn't exactly what happened the little girls got on stage and I guess you thought you felt comfortable that you could get up there you were trying to convince me and Ella to go up there but uh we weren't we weren't going up there what was
1: my what was my (laughs) drunken pitch to try to get y'all to go up there
0: um, I mean, there, it wasn't so much a pitch to me. It was a pitch to Ella. Uh, I, you just, I, you, you were doing this, like this, like bumping, uh, I guess it was uh, like this grinding dance move with your hips towards her, like from the stage, you were looking out to me and her and kind of doing like a, a little, like a, like so, a humping motion.
1: So, <laughs> so, I'm on stage. I
0: don't know what it's called. And ask her, ask her.
1: And I'm, I guess, doing some kind of pelvic thrust at my wife on stage with yes. probably about, what, like 50, 60, 100 people on on the dance floor or something?
0: Yes. Okay. Leah was loving it. Leah was like, I've never seen your brother that drunk.
1: Well, she didn't watch me at my own wedding. But you
0: might have been more drunk at your wedding. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't know. At yeah, my own wedding, I was slammed um yeah get uh, getting getting blackout drunks not 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 cool people so don't do that you may do some dumb stuff some people are angry drunks evidently i'm I'm not i'll just dance he took an uber
0: for he took an he made the smart decision of taking an uber for the first time in his life that night so
1: yeah that was that was kind of odd because i i downloaded uber before i got there and all of a sudden, like, you know, when you're drunk, you have like moments that you remember. I remember dad telling me it was time to go. I asked him if he wanted to do an Uber. He said, yeah, how long would it take? I said five minutes. So I called it. By the time we got down and stole about a handful of Laffy Taffy or saltwater taffy, <laughs> we, we the Cedric, my Uber driver, had just shown up. And we immediately jumped in and got over back to the, um, I think we were at the Hyatt. So that, that was, yeah. that was my, that was a good moment for me. I never had, I hadn't used Uber before. I was piss ass drunk and managed to basically walk out of the church, which was very odd that the the wedding and the reception were both in the same church. I'd never have gotten that drunk in church before. That was very odd. And, uh, just walked right out and got, yeah, the to building
0: that. was shaking. What do you mean? The building was shaking. It wasn't built for. For those dance moves,
1: so you're telling me my pelvic thrusts was was like basically uh, I
0: think it was too much, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, wow. All right, that's that's great. That's that's some good stuff. See, I didn't I didn't realize I was up there doing some thrust. My wife told me I stuck my foot oh, on top would. the atop the banister and just started doing some pelvic thrust that way, which I find like this was probably not the most seductive looking thing that I might have thought was happening at the time.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think anyone else kind of got that impression (laughs) from it.
1: No, that's understandable. You don't need to see a guy with a man bun in a yellow shirt and a seersucker suit, you know, bumping and grinding. I mean, there are a
0: lot of hipsters at that wedding. There are a lot of hipsters at that wedding. You know, maybe, maybe for someone.
1: What are you? So hipsters are more likely to enjoy the the air humping of my, of my man bun
0: with the suit. Yeah. Okay.
1: They just admire it is what you're talking about. They just like the style.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone was going to act on it. You know, I just think if anyone was going to admire it, drunk hipsters might be, might be the demographic.
1: So we, we got in the cab and I didn't see the text message you sent me to in the morning so you and your date ended up going out to bourbon street.
0: Um, we were going to go out and until we went back to the hotel room. Um, I wanted to fix my, uh, makeup really quickly and change. And he passed the F out on the bed and I was like shaking him. He would not wake up cause he had been pounding whiskeys. Um, because here's the thing I took, He was my date and we were just friends. Um, but you know, he is black and, uh, it was definitely, you know, like, uh, I think there was one or two other black people at the wedding, but it was, you know, a big, you know, family event. And, uh, I think he felt awkward at first. And then once he talked to everybody, he was really cool, but he, he was drinking just double whiskey on ice like like the entire night. And then when we finally got back to the hotel, he passed the F out and, uh, and he didn't wake up till like 6 a.m. still in his like dress clothes, so confused. So I went out by myself.
1: <laughs> so and, you uh, left you left school, him there? I
0: ended up going back. Yeah, I couldn't wake him up. I was like shaking him, couldn't wake him up. Um, I first went to go to that bar that uh our cousin said she was gonna be at, the bride. But I got there and they had just left, so um, I went out to bourbon for a little while, but I don't I, I got an Uber back home probably like an hour later.
1: Um so since he was pounding his basically what it sounds like is much whiskey and he said that he met us. I remember talking to him a little bit and I thought he was, you know, a, you know, seemed like a chill dude from what I remember. Did I say anything stupid?
0: <laughs> um well what's funny is you don't. I think you don't understand certain terminology that he always talks about all the time, and um, it was funny to me uh, to to guess just witness you just not knowing what he was talking about at all. Wait, but yeah, y'all seem to get along.
1: Wait, what, what, okay, hold on. So you're saying I'm not I'm not hip to the young lingo is what I'm what I'm hearing. what, what, what I guess? Can you give me an example? Because I'm finding this pretty funny.
0: Okay, so, um, you know, my brother, you know, he, okay, so, so Harley has some black friends, but I guess he doesn't have as many black friends as he, as he could because he didn't know what I'm about to say. So um, there's like, y- there's like different uh, levels of skin color with black people. Um, there's dark skinned, people that are really dark skinned, um, there's red bones. Which I think it means they have like a like a a red undertone to them to their skin. There's yellow bones, which it's people that are like a little bit lighter than red bone, I believe. And then there's light skinned people who are like really, you know, the lighter skinned black people. Well, he kept saying that um he was just like a light skinned black guy at a white you know, he was making jokes about being the only light skinned guy there and Harley kept being like Oh, well, I don't judge anyone based on their skin color. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> saying, like, certain things. Like, he didn't understand that, like, I, you, you just didn't know what he was talking about. And you're like, I mean, it doesn't matter what your skin color is. And so, he was just like, okay.
1: So I went all I went all drunk and, philo- uh, I want to say philosophical, but that's definitely a mispronunciation. Uh, philosophical.
0: philosophical.
1: Philosophical. Thank you. Eric's going to write that one down. Um. Yeah, so that's that's very odd. I, I didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have known the. I've heard the light skin. I've heard dark skin. I've heard the word red bone, yellow bone. I just didn't realize I was the skin color of uh, African American. And
0: I don't even know. I might not. I might not be explaining those two right. Just in case you know anyone listens to this and is like, no, that's wrong. It might be wrong, but. Uh, the light skin and the dark skin is obviously, you know, that's pretty straightforward. But you were like, it doesn't matter what your skin, you know, you were like, it's all good. <laughs> we're all friends.
1: See, I'm, I'm, a ha- like, oh, I'm very, God. very happy drunk. Very, very happy drunk. Uh, I remember, I do remember him telling me that he would like to be on the podcast one time. So I, I don't know uh, if, oh, if, yeah. he, if he's listening or not, but if he wants to be on the podcast, he can always hit us up at Talking Small Pod on Twitter or on email at talkingsmallpodcast at gmail.com. And if anybody else wants to be on the pod, they can do that too. We are always looking for fresh meat.
0: (laughs) That sounds bad.
1: It's a, it's an MTV joke. So, I mean, it's some, a J bone will get it, which, which I wanted to ask you about since J bone seems to be one of your more active followers lately.
0: Yeah. J bone's
1: cool. Uh, Um, He's a high volume tweeter and I don't know have you given him a follow back yet?
0: Yes, I'm following him.
1: Good, good, good cuz I know he followed you first and I was worried that you he wasn't going to get a follow back cuz I was very very curious to see how this high volume tweeter relationship was going to start because he's he's very high volume. Now he's got he's got definitely a lot of good tweets, some tweets I mean, I could do without, but for the most part, he's he's definitely batting uh, in a positive percentage there. And I was just curious to see how he interacted with you because I thought it was hilarious. Because I saw you...
0: No, he was uh, cool.
1: Yeah, I, well, I thought he might respond to one of your, your tweets that said, have a migraine, please send nudes. So I went ahead and retweeted it just thinking that J-Bone may tweet at you once he read that. And sure enough... He tweeted almost immediately at you. And then you started posting cat pictures. And I think he started posting dog pictures. It was like a match made in heaven.
0: Oh, so you're trying to set us up.
1: In the Twitterverse, We're be Danielle. The, the, the Twitterverse, Danielle. We're not in the matchmaking business right now on the Talking Small podcast.
0: Not yet. Not yet.
1: Well, well I mean, you did say that one of the ways is a better dating opportunity for yourself is to find you on twitter because if you establish a relationship but have i met have you met him yes
0: but have i met quality guys from twitter like have i met guys that you know are long-term relationship type guys from twitter i don't know you know not yet
1: well everybody's looking for love danielle so we hope you find it here at the talking small podcast. Thank you. So uh, one of the one of the other things that my buddy uh, Chris, my, first of all, he's one of the biggest fans of yours on the podcast. He 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 definitely is a big big fan. Uh, he and I guess he must follow you on Facebook or something. He sent me this article that you that you quoted the other day. It says, "I'm not playing hard to get. I'm just busy as fuck." And you said this is relevant. And the question he had is. He wanted to know wh- why your life is so fast-paced, and that <laughs> are you playing hard to get with J Bone? Is is the question he is the question he gave me?
0: Oh no! Oh no! Um, I just uh, I feel like. The cool thing about social media is that you can choose when you, you know, want to be social even, you know, if you're by yourself. Like you can choose to still keep up with people and talk to people. You feel less lonely even if you're in like a lonely predicament. Like you could be sitting by yourself at at lunch and you could still be talking to people and feeling, you know, like chipper. But the thing with this the thing about having smartphones is it stresses me out that everyone's like, Oh, you're tweeting. So why didn't you text me back? Or oh, if you have time for Twitter, you you must have time to to meet me for coffee or to you know to message me back on Tinder or you know it's just like this whole huge constant social obligation to like get back to people and uh, you know I have a kitten I'm raising and I'm trying to find a job and. Although I've been better at communicating lately now that I kind of live in Houston and I don't have that many friends, if any friends in Houston. So if anyone listens <laughs> living in Houston that is uh, just looking for just a friend, let me know, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just like really, it's stupid how, you know, like we're, we're always, ob- like always feel so obligated to get back to people all the time, like in a super timely manner and people get offended and mad when you don't. And it's just, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life, yo. Well,
1: that's a, that's like one of those astute observations where basically what you're saying is you really enjoy social media because it makes you feel connected, but you only want to be as connected as you feel at that moment. And the fact that people are using your social media to kind of like, I don't want to say stalk, but at least try to use that as, Hey, you have time for me since you have time for social media. I agree that people yeah, don't need to be needy. To like set that. Yeah.
0: My buddy, uh,
1: my buddy, Phil is in the uh, Houston area, Philly D. So, uh, he, he's a good follow on Snapchat. He's always doing stuff. So I might, uh, Philly D, I think, is a podcast listener. I hope Philly D is a podcast listener. So if you listen, to Philly D, you can uh, you can let my sister know where the party place is at in the Houston area.
0: Yes, that would be appreciated. Appreciated.
1: Now, <laughs> the last thing that Chris wanted you to comment on is a couple weeks back, this guy posted like a, a sex cruise or an orgy sex cruise, and I didn't. I don't actually see what you commented on. Chris just screen grabbed it and sent it to me. What? This, no. This guy um, says signing up for a cruise, and it's the first world's first sex cruise will be an eight day orgy <laughs> okay, at How sea.
0: hard is how how hard is your friend stalking me on Facebook? Uh,
1: well. I, I don't, this is the only two things he sent me in a couple weeks. So maybe he just really wanted to talk about okay. sex cruise. So I'm, I'm not saying that I've, he's talked to me more about this other than two times. Chris, Chris has got a girlfriend. Okay. He's, he's very, very happy in his relationship. No, I'm sure Chris is a
0: very happy guy. Um, No, there was an article about how there was going to be a sex cruise and I put, My friend posted it and he is a man whore. And I said, you would, you know, if anyone was going to go on that sex cruise, it was going to be him. But I myself am not interested on going on the sex cruise.
1: Well, could you give some details? Do you know any details about it? Like, did you click on the article or like, was it going like in the Caribbean Um, or is it going like
0: on the article?
1: Okay. Could you give us a little Um, details?
0: yeah well actually honestly i don't remember it completely off the top of my head i think it's in the caribbean i think it's like a nine day or 14 day thing i know that you can go as a couple or you can go as singles but i really didn't i don't know anything else about it i don't know like a price point or the dates of it or anything
1: so i think it was a maxim article so if y'all uh y'all looking and interested in the sex cruise it's a maxim article it'll probably not be as fun as the gronk cruise but it may be maybe a good time if you're just a single person looking to find it any port in the storm all right so Danielle, the last thing i kind of wanted to talk to you about because i don't know who else i'd really talk to talk about this to and again um Prayers go out to all the uh, victims of the Orlando uh, nightclub shooting. And I just have a – I guess, Daniel, I'll just question for you. is, uh, what, do, what do you think is really behind this? Is this just a, a, a rogue guy that, you know, They, I, I'd heard things where he had been in the club before and was maybe self-loathing um, or that he, he just – had it against his religion or that he was part of ISIS or or pledged to ISIS. I'm just curious what your, what your thoughts were on, on the Orlando. uh,
0: um, Well, obviously it was a really sad and tragic event. Um, What I'm going to just assume from what I know, and I don't know anything more than anybody else knows about the case. um, But to me, I get the feeling that it was a guy, a guy and this actually started from childhood, I believe. It was, like, a guy that never really fit in anywhere, you know? Um, He didn't fit in with, I think, like, with, uh, like, the gay people and the whole gay scene. He was confused about his sexuality, fighting it. He didn't feel very comfortable, um, you know, in other aspects of his marriage. And he didn't have a lot of friends. And he didn't feel like he was ever completely accepted anywhere. And... I think he kind of just reached a tipping point, whether, you know, whether he was gay or not. I think he was gay, but he was always just really confused about it and unsure whether to act on it. And he was really frustrated because society teaches us that, you know, being gay is wrong. And, you know, inadvertently, like you need to change that or mask that if you are gay. And, you know, maybe for religious reasons, too. But I think that it just kind of got to a tipping point. Um, People have also said that he had, you know, aggression issues and bipolar. And so if you take someone that is just so confused about their sexuality and, you know, if they have like aggressive tendencies and, you know, like maybe a mental imbalance, I feel like he did that as a way to try to fit in with ISIS. He felt like he he didn't fit in anywhere else, and he just felt really lonely and sad and, like, pathetic. And, I mean, you know, he wanted to be famous. He wanted all the, you know, all, everything that's coming, you know, all of this, like, hype about it. He wanted that. That was his intention. But I don't think he was actually, you know, like an ISIS uh, bomber, you know.
1: Okay, well, that, see, I I hadn't thought about it like that, the fact that maybe he hadn't fit in many places in his life and that one of the things he may, you know, tr- where he might thought he could fit in was he would be uh, accepted by the ISIS and then he'd be famous, so I, I, I feel well, bad. Well,
0: I think I think he was trying to fit in with the gay club, too, and the gay scene, and, you know, he was fighting it but trying to fit in with it, and then even there, you know, I think he didn't have a lot of friends, and then you know, then he turned to you know, like a organization like ISIS.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a scary thought that you're out having a good time, and this guy rolls up in a with an assault assault <laughs> rifle. And you know, some of the some of the texts and some of the like the comments that you've seen that were posted, I guess, from victims, you know, texting their families and stuff before they eventually uh were were murdered did you
0: see the did you see the snapchat video of the girl that was snapping in the club and you can hear the gunshots in the background
1: Uh uh-uh no i didn't i didn't know anything about that
0: okay well that's kind of scary because it, it was posted to her story and uh she unfortunately didn't survive but um you know they they posted, uh, you know, they shared that with everyone and just said, you know, this is going to be disturbing to some people. But, you know, like it was, you know, it, it did kind of sound like it went with the song. But there was a lot of, you know, a lot of shots you can hear in the background, which is pretty scary because I like gay clubs. Um, I have a lot of gay friends. When you go into a gay club, people talk to you. You know, everyone, you know, it's it's a totally comfortable, fun atmosphere. So it's hard to imagine something like that happening.
1: Yeah, that that was very unfortunate, and and again, at the Talking Small podcast, we we do stand with the victims in Orlando, and we do feel very very bad for them. And uh, we, the my 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 issue in with how it's being handled is I I really hate seeing that it's that the big discussion ends up being about gun violence or and. Not more about the mental health side or how we can, you know, get these people help or see the warning signs because it's really easy to say, okay, we're going to take away an assault rifle. But at the same time, if it's not an assault rifle, it, it could be a bomb. If it's not a bomb, you know, it, it, it could be some kind of like, a, you know, chlorine gas or whatever the hell somebody's going to do. It, it just seems like if somebody wants to do that, they're going to find a way to do it. And, and I feel, I feel like just talking about the gun violence is a very big distraction. I think that's a lot of what you're seeing in politics right now. Personally,
0: I kind of, okay, well, I do kind of agree with the thought and the notion of like someone that's on the FBI terror watch list shouldn't be able to buy like, you know, like an assault rifle. You know, I feel like certain people that are, you know, under, under watch of the FBI shouldn't be able to purchase like really, you know, really weapons in general, but I don't know.
1: Well, not, not, the not defending him or anything, but I mean, I I assume that there's some people that get on this list that are, you know, not necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily terrorists (laughs) or anything like that. It'd be, it's, it would be bad looking you know looking back at it 2020 yeah clearly you don't want this guy buying an assault rifle but at the same time it, it just because i it, like if i just decided to go work in you know saudi arabia for six months and i came back and i would been in that country and somehow got on the watch list, I, you know, I'd still want my, to have my freedoms. I would want to make sure I had due process. Now, if there was due process to put on the list, maybe that's a different story, but if anybody can just add me to the list for any reason, I, I don't think that's a good, good approach. All right, Danielle. Well, uh, I think that was a, a good little short, <laughs> short podcast. I think, uh, I think it was very informative. I didn't realize I was, I was such a pelvic thruster and a happy drunk that evidently, doesn't care about race and just is inequality for all kind of thing. That's a good. It's good to know that when you're drunk, that you're that you can be very friendly. It's your
0: true form. It's just your true form.
1: Well, that, that's good. I'm glad my true form's a happy form.
0: Yeah.
1: So you can uh, you can request her at right at right now. At and No, that's not it. Dan at Dan smell you later on Twitter. Uh, she's, she went private. You can request her. If you don't look like you're an employer, she'll probably go ahead and let you, let you follow. First step into any romance is to follow her on Twitter. That's what I heard. <laughs> or you can follow her on snap you, at yeah. Dan Bleasy. That's uh Dan, D-A-N-B-L-E-E-Z-Y. Did I get that right?
0: D-A-N-B-L-E-E-Z-Y.
1: Okay, good. I got it right.
0: Dan Bleasy. Uh, well, okay. Because right. you cut out when you were telling
1: me. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. And then.
0: Alrighty.
1: And then uh, you can follow Knoblock nah if you're into a uh, bald guy singing rap songs and watching wrestling. He's A K N zero B. Or you can follow the podcast at Talking Small Pod on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter. We're uh, we got that synergy. It's all the same name. So Danielle, thanks for joining. And uh, I'll look forward to you seeing you a couple weeks when you uh, come stay at the, stay at the uh, Casa de Ethel.
0: Sounds good.
1: All right. Talk to you later. Bye. So thank you again for joining us on the Talking Small Podcast. Danielle, that was my sister. I hope you all enjoyed it. Again, you can follow us, Talking Small Podcast. At gmail.com, at Talking Small Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. You also follow the co host of the year, A Knob, A K N Zero B, on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, and much more. Always, you can check us out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, and the TuneIn app, or any one of your podcast favorite apps. Just use our RSS feed because the mainstream media won't fucking ask to be searchable. But we're coming for you. All right, thanks again. We out. Milos, that's some great beats right now. Keep playing them out.